Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawalah amma ba'd assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh so today we're continuing with our series on the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and today we're covering the name of Allah al-majid al-majid coming from the root verb majada or majuda yamjudu majdan majadatan fahuwa majidun which means has actually a number of meanings it means to be plentiful and expansive it also means to be honorable it means to be generous and praiseworthy it means to be glorious illustrious and exalted. So subhanAllah, Al-Majid is actually a name of Allah that encompasses a lot of different concepts. Uh, the word Al-Majd implies perfection and excellence in whatever quality that person possesses. And so therefore, uh, this name of Allah is often referred to as the majestic, Al-Majid, the majestic. Or you could also say the vastly kind, the most beautiful, the most noble and the most generous. These are all different ways of translating. It's actually quite hard to summarize it in one brief statement. Uh, but Al-Majid is also closely related to Al-Jalil, which is also translated as the most majestic, or Al-Karim, the generous, or Al-Wahhab, the bestower. All these concepts are, are you could say, closely linked. Uh, the root letters of Mim, uh, Jim, and Dal are mentioned four times in the Qur'an, uh, and always in the form of Majid, uh, twice uh, in reference to the name of Allah, and twice, twice in reference to the Qur'an, which is really quite beautiful as a parallel, the idea that Allah Ta'ala is Al-Majid, and the, the Qur'an is Qur'an Majid. Uh, it's this majestic uh, book, uh, subhanAllah. And we're, we're going to explore that in more detail, inshallah, in a moment. We know that when Ibrahim alayhi salam, so in, in terms of where uh, it's, it's located in the Qur'an, we take a look at the first instance in which uh, the context is when Ibrahim alayhi salam is receiving the good news of a child, the angels say, that Allah, uh, they said, the angels said, uh, are you amazed at the decree of Allah? May the mercy of Allah and his blessings be upon you, O people of the house. Indeed, he is the praiseworthy and the honorable. So yes, Allah, ta- Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is, um, is the one who gives gifts constantly, and he does so in the most praiseworthy way. Hence, being uh, Hamid, doing so in the praiseworthy way, and Majid, giving these wonderful gifts. And this, in this particular context, it's the remarkable, incredible gift of a child. Notice how this verse is mentioning mercy and blessings upon the family of Ibrahim, السلام, and it's also mentioning the names of Allah, Hamidun Majid, which is really interesting because we know that when we make the dua in each salah, when we're finishing our salah, uh, uh, we make the dua Ibrahimiyyah, as the Prophet taught us to say what? Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama salli ta'ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka Hamidun Majid. So these two names of Allah are repeated when we're making, we're mentioning the blessings and the uh, you know the salah and the salam that is sent upon Ibrahim alayhi salam. Allahumma barik. So again, here this concept of barakah. Allahumma barik. Ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka Hamidun Majid. So subhanAllah, there is that correlation here. You can see a clear uh, correlation between that verse of the Quran and this particular dua that we're making pretty much on a daily basis. SubhanAllah. And by the way, this concept is not just found in Quran and Sunnah. It's even in fact found um, in the Old Testament, which I find very interesting that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in, 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 you find that in the Old Testament, God promised Abraham that he would have blessed offspring. And we know that he had two sons, Isaac and Ishmael, and from Isaac came basically the Hebrew nation, or you could say the Jews, and then from uh, Ismail salam, came the Arabs. And so both of these nations are promised to be blessed, as um, it's mentioned in Genesis 22, uh, 15 to 18. You could read the whole paragraph, or just if you go straight to uh, verse 18, it mentions, through your offspring, all nations on the earth will be blessed. 
So Ibrahim salam, all of the his uh, through his offspring, all nations will be blessed. And some would say, oh yeah, well all that blessing came through just Isaac, not through. Uh, Ishmael, because he wasn't, he was, you know, they, they have a, a sort of concept that he wasn't a good son or that he was, uh, he didn't have the blessing or he was cursed or whatever the case is. However, that is actually denied in the Bible when you take a look at in Genesis 21, 18 to 19, it says, God heard the boy crying and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, what is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand for I will make him into a great nation. So this is a Biblical uh, promise that uh, Ismail will become a great nation and greatness does not depend upon your numbers or your strength or your money. Great in terms of what? In terms of their righteousness. And we know that the Arabs were idolatrous all up until the point of when? When the Prophet Muhammad came and spread the message of Islam, the message of Ibrahim, the oneness of God. And so subhanAllah, there's a very clear evidence uh, that yes, indeed, uh, all nations were blessed because of the offspring of Ibrahim and this is where prophethood was sent to through the um, the Jews, many different prophets came and to the Arabs only one, the Prophet Muhammad why? To make it very clear that nobody else could be uh, uh, you know, no, nobody can claim uh, that oh no, it was only this prophet and not that one or this one, these two and, and not those, those two or those three or whatever, no, so there's only one, so there's only one possibility and it must indeed be the Prophet Muhammad who spread Tawheed throughout the world uh, from the base of from the uh, Arabian Peninsula, subhanAllah. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. I don't want to go too much into detail there. Now, in terms of the name of Allah Al-Majid, it's also beautiful that, subhanAllah, the name of Allah Al-Majid shows up, as we mentioned, uh, twice in reference to Allah, and uh, this verse, Allah Ta'ala says, uh, which means he is the forgiving and the loving or the affectionate. He is the honorable own owner of the throne. So, this name of Allah, Al-Majid, is a reference to Allah. But you could also pronounce it differently. You could say, Dhul Arsh Al-Majidi, and put a, a, a kasra at the end of it, which would make it mean what? The owner of the majestic throne. So, Majid is, is a description of the throne. That's another possibility, uh, and Allah knows best. But the point here is that either way, whether you're saying the owner of the majestic throne or the majestic owner of the throne, either way you're saying it, you're recognizing that uh, either Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala owns this majestic throne, the Arsh, his, his incredible Arsh, or he himself is the one who is the, being described as majestic and he's the owner of the throne. Both of these are perfectly valid uh, uh, concepts. Anyhow, point being is what? That Allah Ta'ala is perfect in all of his attributes and nobody rivals him in any way. Allah says, basir, That there is nothing like unto him and he is the all-hearing and the all-seeing. Allah says, uh, and to him belongs the highest attribute in the heavens and the earth. So Allah is Al-Majid, the majestic. He is unlike anybody else in any of their attributes. Aisha radhanha, she mentions that when the Prophet was praying at night, she noticed and she heard the Prophet saying what? Allahumma a'udhu bi ridaka min sakhatik wa bi mu'afatika min uqubatik wa a'udhu bika minka la Beautiful dua. The Prophet was making this dua, pleading to Allah, saying, Oh Allah, I take refuge in you. I take refuge in your pleasure from your anger and in your forgiveness from your punishment. And I take refuge in you from you. I cannot enumerate your praise. You are as you have praised yourself. So subhanAllah, this is really expressing the idea that what? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beyond comprehension in his amount, uh, in the amount of praise that he deserves. Allah Ta'ala is incomprehensible. And yes, of course, you could say that there are some um, aspects that we have that are somewhat related. 
but Allah Ta'ala is so beyond. So for example, what I mean is like life. I'm alive, right? Uh, every human being is alive. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-hay, he's the living. So you would say, oh, there's a correlation there. Yes, but his life is not like ours. In the, in the sense that ours has a beginning and an end, Allah ta'ala does not have a beginning nor an end. His life is a perfect life and ours is uh, flawed. Same thing with knowledge, same thing with strength and hearing and seeing and goodness and wisdom and generosity and mercy and justice. All these things we can have an element of. But at the end of the day, well, let's say, for example, sight. My sight can only go so far and then eventually it has to stop. Allah ta'ala is, is all-seeing, right? And furthermore, my sight... Uh, uh, was given to me as a gift by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he didn't earn it from anywhere else. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-seeing, that is who he is. And his sight doesn't have a beginning nor an end, whereas my eyes were granted to me at a certain point in time, and eventually I will pass away and I will not be able to see anymore. And so, subhanAllah, you can see that from every uh, angle and aspect and direction that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unique entirely um, and beyond our comprehension. And one way to express this, uh, one time uh, the wife of the Prophet Juwayriya, she stayed in the masjid for a long period of time worshipping Allah and then when the Prophet came back and saw she was in the same place worshipping for so long, he told her, you know, why don't you say these few short words that would be equivalent to all that worship that you were doing. She goes, okay, what are they? And uh, the, the statement was what? Subhanallah wa bihamdihi adada khalqihi wa rida nafsihi wa zinata arshihi wa midada kalimati. Which means what? Uh, glory be to Allah and all praise is His by the number of His creatures and in accordance with His pleasure and to the weight of His throne and to the ink uh, of His words. In other words, may the uh, tasbih, or the, the, the subhanallah, you know, like, like may, may the glorification of Allah and His praises be basically innumerable. I mean, subhanallah, by the number of His creation, how many atoms, how many, uh, you know, protons, electrons, and, you know, subhanallah, how, how, many, how, many, how much creation are there? Innumerable, right? Uh, by the number of His creatures, in accordance with His pleasure. How pleased is he with himself? This is beyond our comprehension. To the weight of his throne, again, beyond our comprehension. And to the ink of his words. In other words, how long could you sit and write about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, praising Allah ta'ala, describing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just, you know, uh, making, uh, making, you know, <laughs> novel after novel, book after book, trying to describe his greatness, subhanAllah. Uh, uh, the amount of ink is innumerable, it's uh, incomprehensible, it is infinite, subhanAllah. So yes, now with regards to the name of Allah, Al-Majid, uh, you also find that this word, Majid, is also in reference to the Qur'an. As we said in uh, Surah Qaf, uh, Surah 50, Ayah number 1, Allah says, Qaf wal Qur'an al-Majid. Qaf, by the honored Qur'an. And furthermore, uh, in Surah uh, Buruj, Allah says, Bal huwa Qur'an majid But it is an honored Qur'an. So this Qur'an is twice being described as Majid. Why? Because the Qur'an represents the best qualities in text. As in, it is the most truthful speech, it is the best guidance, the most applicable, the most relevant for all times, the best word choice, the best order of verses and surahs. It has layers of meaning. It both possesses simultaneously simplicity as well as extreme depth. Uh, it is the most just, truthful, and the most accurate information about the past and about the future. And it is entirely unassailable. You cannot find flaw with it, and you cannot find something better than it, and you cannot find anything wrong with it. As Allah Ta'ala says, لا يأتيه الباطل من بين يده ولا من خلفه تنزيل من حكيم حميد. Falsehood cannot approach it from before it, or from, nor from behind it. It is a revelation from a Lord who is wise and praiseworthy. And this is why the Qur'an makes you the best person that you can be. This is why when you bring this Qur'an into your life, you become the best version of yourself. The Prophet says what? خَيْرُكُمْ مَنْ تَعَلَّمَ الْقُرْآنَ وَعَلَّمَهُ The best of you are those who learn the Qur'an and who teach it. So we should always be engaged in learning and teaching the Qur'an to the best of our ability. In terms of us 
recognizing Allah as Majid, then that's to do Majjada Yumajidu Tamjid. It's to uh, uh, glorify Allah Ta'ala. And there's a beautiful narration which mentions in a hadith Qudsi that Allah says, وَإِذَا قَالَ مَالِكِ يَوْمِ الدِّينِ uh, that when we are praising Allah, when we are praying, uh, when we're praying and we're reciting Surah Fatiha, when we say Maliki Yom Din, recognizing that Allah is the owner of the Day of Judgment, then Allah responds to that by saying, "What Majjadani Abdi? That my slave has what has um, um, you could say glorified me, or has testified to my majestic, uh, to, to my Majesty." Subhanallah. Now, why? Why is it that this is to do Tamjid? Uh, of Allah Ta'ala? Well, because on Judgment Day, both attributes of Allah's mercy for the believers and Allah's justice for the disbelievers are on full display on that day. So instead of describing Allah Ta'ala as either uh, merciful or just or whatever the case is, Majid, like we said, it means perfect in all attributes. And so, uh, you know, this is sort of an all-encompassing term, and so it's so perfect when describing uh, Judgment Day. Um, now, what is the effect that it should have upon us? Well, first and foremost, we should be generous. If Allah Ta'ala is Al-Majid, the most generous, then we should be like the Sahaba who, as Allah says, uh, They give preference over themselves even though they are, they are in privation. To give to your brother and sister, even when you're in need, you still are generous. The Prophet says, what? Give gifts and you will love one another. We should be generous to each other. The Prophet furthermore says, That the hand that is the upper hand is better than the lower hand in other words the hand that is giving is better than the hand that is receiving we should try to be charitable the more charitable you are the more rich you're going to feel the more grateful you're going to feel even if you're giving small amounts but if you do so consistently then you will know that Allah Ta'ala has blessed you to be in a position to give some people are rich but they never give and perhaps their love of dunya has them cursed of always feeling poor I can't give anything I can't I don't have enough I don't have enough so therefore I can't give and so they always feel like they are in privation they can be super rich but they feel like it's never 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 enough so point number two is what? Focusing on being balanced, not falling into extremes. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ confirmed uh, and said what? إِنَّ لِرَبِّكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّ وَلِنَفْسِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّ وَلِأَهْلِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّ فَأَعْطِي كُلَّ ذِي حَقٍ حَقَّهُ Your Lord has rights on you, your soul has rights on you, your family has rights on you, so you should give the rights to all those who have rights on you. In other words, try to be a balanced believer. Try to make sure you follow the example of the Prophet ﷺ in all aspects who was perfectly balanced in his approach in everything that he did, as Allah says, hasana, that there has certainly been for you in the Messenger of Allah an excellent pattern. And the Prophet also Allah Ta'ala describes his messenger by saying, and indeed you are on a great moral character. And the final point that I want to mention is what? That we should praise Allah with the best of praises. We know that the best verse of the Quran is Ayatul Kursi, and subhanAllah, it praises Allah. We know that the most repeated surah is Surah Fatiha, and Surah Fatiha begins with the praises of Allah. We know that the greatest surah in terms of reward is Surah Al-Ikhlas, and it praises Allah. So if you want to be the best of servants, if you want to be the best of individuals, then what should you do? You should be the one who is most frequent in praising Allah, and do so through the Quran, because the Quran is Quran Al-Majid. May Allah Ta'ala make us a people of the Quran. Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen. Jazakum Allah Khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.